So good morning. If you came, if you came here expecting to hear Pastor Ken, I'm sorry. If you came here to listen to me, I'm sorry too. Um, <laughs> so, as you guys all pretty much know, um, I work in IT, um, and anyone who works in IT or you know anything computer related, um, there are certain specific questions that that we ask a lot. Um, and so I was thinking the other day, the, the thought just popped into my head, you know, a lot of these questions that, that we ask that, that are the, you know, the basic simple troubleshooting steps, we can apply them to our life and, and our relationship with God. And then, you know, so as I start having this idea, and I'm trying to figure out if this was a, a sermon, I Googled it because, you know, that's what you do. And I did a lot of searching, and, and I think this may be a first-of-its-kind sermon. I, I really didn't find anything else out there. So the title is, Brock, God's Help Desk. So of all the questions that, you know, you, you call tech support, you call the help desk, you, you call your cousin or nephew that knows how to work computers, the first thing that they're going to ask you, when is the last time that you restarted your computer? Now, there is an actual reason why we ask this. Um, sometimes it's so that I can have time while your computer is restarting and Google your problem so that I can fix it for you. <laughs> um, but you would be surprised how many times restarting the computer actually fixes it. And, and there's an actual reason for this. Um, so Windows, they changed things up uh, about a couple years ago in how the system treats shutdowns and restarts. And, and if you are just shutting down your computer every night, that's good. It's good for the computer, but it doesn't clear everything out. Um, there, there's things deep in that kernel that, that stay there. Uh, Microsoft changed the shutdown to kind of more be like just a hibernation state. Um, you have to restart, and that, that really just wipes everything out, and it, it refreshes it. So you restart, and you start afresh. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So are you weary? Are you burdened? I know I am sometimes. I mean, we get there. So troubleshooting tip number one, have you come to Jesus for a refreshing? Have you restarted? If you have something in your life that's burdening you, something that's bringing you down, stressing you out, you know, our human nature is, is to worry. That's what we do. We, we're very good at it. You know, we worry about our jobs. We worry about school. We worry about money. We worry about health. Jesus says bring it to him. Acts 3.19 Repent, then, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, 
the times of refreshing may come from the Lord. So he's telling us, refresh. Come to him. Wipe it out. Restart. So when you're burdened, when you're wearied, when you have something in your life that's just, you don't know how you're going to get through it. Stop. Restart. Go back to the beginning and take it to Jesus right from the start. So that you can start over and start fresh with him going with you the whole time. So the second question, are you sure it's plugged in? And yes, I have asked this. And yes, the answer has turned out to be, no, it's not. It happens. <laughs> More often than you would think. Um, com- computers have to have power to work. All electronic devices have to have some kind of power source to work. Um, I had an incident once um, before I was part of IT, but still at Freshmark. Um, half of the plant lost its whole connection to the Internet. Um, computers, scanners, printers, everything was just down. We, we could do nothing. Half the plant stands still. Um, so I called the folks in IT, and they, they started looking at, into things and said, all right, I, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go down to the maintenance shop. Okay. I get to the maintenance shop. I need you to go into this office. Okay, I'm in the office. I need you to look down and see if the switch is plugged in. It's not. A maintenance guy needed an outlet to run a welder, and so he unplugged the network switch and plugged in his welder. One simple plug brought half of the plant to its knees. It had to have power. A lack of power in one area affected so many more things downstream. We're the same. We have to have power to work. We have to eat food to power our body. And we have to eat spiritually to power our spirit and soul. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we are God's handiwork. I mean, think about how amazing that is. His hand is in each and every one of our lives. And his power flows through us. He has a plan laid out for every one of us. But if we're not plugged into his power, if we're not tapped into that stream of power, we're not going to do the things that he has planned for us. God's power betters our life. To be unplugged is to leave all of that unfulfilled. In addition to God's power that sets our path, we have the Holy Spirit's power in and on our lives. And, I mean, we sang the song, there's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. There's power in the Spirit. There's so many ways in which God applies his power into our lives. And so after the resurrection, when Jesus was with the disciples and he was speaking to them, right before he ascended to heaven, he said, Acts 1.8, 
But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So he's telling us, you will receive power. So we have the Holy Spirit that gives us power. And, and we know that the Holy Spirit is our great comforter. Um, and he's telling us that, that we will be his witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria. And, you know, just as we were talking earlier about the, the missionaries, that doesn't mean only Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. I mean, that means Peru. That means Africa. That means East Palestine Middle School. That means Ace Hardware. We are his missionaries. We are his witness. And when the power of the Holy Spirit flows through you, people see that. So we have God's power covering our lives. We have his power of planning. He has great things in store for each and every one of us. And his power guides and provides that. But we also have his power inside of us. So Paul and and others laid hands on people and healed them. They drove out demons. I I mean, they they did tons of miracles. And look at all the miracles that, that Jesus himself did. And in John 14... He even tells us that we'll do that and more. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. That's power. You can ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. That blows me away. You need healing. You need financial assistance. You need comfort for the loss of a loved one. You need, you just need to de-stress. And like I've said before, how many times have I driven home in the snow, white-knuckled, praying to God the whole way? Ask Him for it, and it's yours. So troubleshooting tip number two, check your power source. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but you have to make sure that you are connected right. So the next thing, do you have updates waiting? How many times have you heard that when when you call, my computer's not doing this, my computer's not working? Have you updated lately? Microsoft is notorious for how many updates they put out, I'm telling you. Now, the second Tuesday of every month, updates are pushed out. You know, they, they always get one out the, the second Tuesday of every month. They call it Patch Tuesday. Like, it, it's, they have a name for it. And then they have, I, I'm telling you, some days I feel like I could go in every day and check for updates, and there's something coming through from Microsoft. There's a reason for it. There's always people that are testing things with Microsoft and with operating systems and with other software and and looking for problems. And so when somebody finds a problem, Microsoft has to figure out a way to fix it and then they push it out to everybody so that it works right. Sometimes a different piece of software you use updates 
and then doesn't work anymore with Microsoft. So then Microsoft has to figure out a way. So now you've got this update, and then you've got to get this update. Updates on updates. Um, so if you are using something on your computer and suddenly something that used to work doesn't work anymore, check for an update. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So God doesn't change. God never becomes obsolete. He'll never be incompatible with us. So if something isn't working for you anymore, you need to check back in with God and update yourself. Update your thinking. Update your actions. Um, you know, the, the definition of insanity is repeatedly doing the same action and expecting a different outcome. If you are in your life and it's just not working, something is not working, you, you are unfulfilled, you are not getting to where you think you should be, you're not getting the things, you, stop. Check with God. Am I doing this right? Am I giving my life to you in the places where I'm supposed to be giving my life to you? Am I doing the right things? We as people, we are constant works in progress. I mean, I know I am. We never get to a point in our walk with Christ where we can stop and say, okay, I'm done. Everything's perfect. It just, it doesn't happen. Um, so if everything or anything in your life is going wrong, check to see if God has an update for you. Everything in your life going great? Check with God to see if he has an update for you. Sometimes things are going great in your life so that you have the ability to help out someone else whose life isn't going as great. God's power and his plan work through us to help others. But if you never check in with him for an update, you'll, you won't know that plan. You know, he's blessed you so that you can bless this person. But if you never check in with him, this person doesn't get blessed now. You can read the same verse a hundred times. You can read it and read it and read it. And then you come back later after you've prayed about it or after you've checked in with God or something in your life has changed. And that verse means something completely different. Your prayer life changes your perception. So praying and meditating on the word can update how your brain processes that. And maybe this verse means something to you this year and five years, you go back and read it, and it means something else, because God has updated who and what you are. Romans 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, 
his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Offer your body as a living sacrifice and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Keep going back to God for the updates. Be in prayer constantly. Read your Bible. Go to church. Spend time with Christians. He says, your bodies are a living sacrifice. That means continuous. We are holy and pleasing to God when we are going back to him for these updates. This is your true and proper worship. He spells it out pretty plain there. And the more that you are in his presence, the more he can update your life, the more he can update your thinking, and the more that he can bless you and others through you. Philippians 4, 4 through 7, Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So rejoice in the Lord always. So that's always. That's every situation. Rejoice in the Lord. Something going wrong? Rejoice. Go to God. Know that he's already fixed it. And he's waiting on you to update your thinking so that you fall in line with what he's got planned. So troubleshooting tip number three. Check with God for your updates. So the last one is, did you submit a ticket? Anyone who has worked anywhere that they have a a tech department, and you call, hey, did this get fixed yet? What do they ask you? Did you put in a ticket? If there's no ticket, it didn't happen. Please. If it's important, put in the ticket. You stop me in the hall and say, hey, I've got this thing going on. Or, hey, when you get a minute, come look at this. Or you send an email to me and only me. I'm going to forget. I, I, nothing personal. I'm going to forget what you asked me to do after the next seven people ask me to remember something for them too. Put in a ticket. Now, God doesn't forget, but he wants you to put in that ticket. He wants you to put your heart into it. Do you have a problem? Do you have a need? You've got to take it to God. He can't help you with anything if you don't ask him to help you with it. Now, I already used this verse, but I want to use it again because it's good. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, I mean, he's telling us pretty plainly there that pray. 
take it to him. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. You take it to him. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, only take the big problems to God? No. Every situation. I mean, no matter how big or small. He wants to hear from you, but he needs to hear from you to give you what he has for you. How? Prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Now, it doesn't say that randomly you'll just get things. It doesn't say that you'll walk up to the doors and they'll just be open for you. You have to ask. You have to seek. And you have to knock. He has plenty of things for us. But we have to take that step to him. We have to take the things of our life to him. And he tells us, everyone who seeks finds. Everyone. Everyone who seeks him finds him. Everyone who asks receives. And everyone who knocks at the door, the door is open for them. Everyone. But you have to be proactive. You have to knock on the door. You have to take your request to God. You have to ask him. You have to be in prayer. James 5, 14 through 15. Nope, it's 13 or 14. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. That pretty much sums it up. Are you in trouble? Pray. Are you happy? Pray with songs. Are you sick? Everybody pray for them. That pretty much, that, that's about everything there. So troubleshooting tip number four, make sure you take your need to God. So, kind of start closing up. Back when I was a teenager, in the 90s, like 10 years ago, right? Um, so they, they had these bracelets. Um, they were the big thing for, for us church kids. Um, you know, any time we went to a, a youth convention, I think pretty much every stall that sold things had some of these. Um, WWJD bracelets. They were like the coolest thing. I mean, I had, I don't know how many different colors of them. WWJD, what would Jesus do? Um, I spent way too much money on them. Everybody wore them, you know, because that was like the cool thing for Christian kids. That was what we did. Um, And I think at the time, a lot of us kind of wore it because it was the cool thing. That's what we did. You know, we're, we're different. We wear these bracelets. I don't think I really applied that or thought too much about it until I was older. 
what would Jesus do? Do we know? Do we know in situations in our life what Jesus would do? When his friend Lazarus died, what did he do? He prayed to God. And then he went and he raised him from the dead. And he tells us that we have the same power that he has. And we'll do the same things that he did. But he prayed. His friend Lazarus died and he prayed. In John chapter 17, before he was arrested, so he knew that a time was coming that he was going to be away from his friends and his people. What did he do? He prayed. He prayed for himself. He prayed for his disciples. And he prayed for all believers. When he was baptized, he was praying. At the Last Supper, when he was sitting with the man that he knew would betray him to death, he prayed. And when he was stressed out and knew that soon he would be on that cross and crucified, he told Peter that his soul was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. I've never felt that full of a sorrow, but I have felt sorrow. But what did he do? He prayed. His soul was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, and he fell on his face and prayed to God. There's a lot more things that his life is a lesson for, and and what would Jesus do covers so many things in our life so many lessons that he taught us but in everything that he did he prayed first he took his problems to the father he did not let a day go by without speaking to his father and any time he experienced something in his life it was something that we would also experience in our life he prayed to show us how to get through that part stress sorrow sickness joy a meal pray so to sum it all up when going through life whether it be loss of a loved one an illness a problem at work or school anything, any of your worries, when you're trying to figure out how to face the problem, when you don't know how to move on, refer back to God's help desk troubleshooting. Step one, stop. Go back to the beginning and put God in front of the problem. Step two, make sure that you are relying on the right power source. Step three, Check in with God on a regular basis. And number four, take all of your problems to God.
Uh, that's all I got. I'll close it in prayer. Dear God, I, I thank you for this day. I thank you for everyone that is here. Lord, I thank you for your lesson. I thank you for your word and your love. I pray that we would be able to remember to take everything to you in prayer. In your name I pray. Amen.